Hey everybody, I'm Peter and honestly, I'm hungover. He has weak noodly arms, it's Mike. Welcome to Rebels Rebels, the podcast where two buds chat bash. Post brews, yeah. I, uh, Ooh, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I um, Too many? Yeah, as you know, um, I live with my wife and her brother. Um, and they are out of town on a family trip that I was not required to attend. Um, <laughs> I also had the other so, things that so I had to, technical. And, uh, I had other things that I had to take care of. Um, so there are reasons I am not going on this trip and I miss them dearly. But that being said, there is a slight vibe of like, mom's gone. So like, you know, That's I get, I get to go wild and you know what that means. Nope. Couple of beers, uh, ordered it. a pizza, and I watched Rogue One last night. <laughs> oh wow! I love that. I love and respect that. I know it's funny. My wife was worried I was going to like throw a party while she was gone or something like that. I'm like, yeah, I'm throwing a party. Of course, a one man and pizza party. <laughs> of course, I'm throwing a party. Yeah, so you know, a couple adult beverages, a couple maybe adult death stick juices, um, and I'm 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 a little hurdy today. Oof, I never jealous of those days. I'll, I'll yeah. let you keep that. I'll let you keep those. Yeah, how are you, Mike? Oh man, I'm good. I went out for the first time in the pandemic last night. Um mm. yeah, it was fun. I did not go as, as ham as you did. But uh yeah. good choice. But, but I had a great burger and I live for a great burger. Yeah, I feel that. Cool. Um without further ado, is it card time, Mike? Let's card time. Drop music now. (laughs) Nice. So I am opening a new pack of the Star Wars Episode One Wide Vision trading cards. This is Qui-Gon Jinn on the cover, which I know you will appreciate, Mike. So let's open this bad boy. Let's do it. All right. For those of you who are new, the game we are playing is Mike. All these cards have a caption on them that depicts a scene in Star Wars Episode One, aka Mike's favorite movie. Yeah. So he needs to tell me what scene is on the card. So far, you've been doing a terrible job. Yeah, I think I'm one for fourteen. If I remember <laughs> something like that. Okay, do you want an easy one or a hard one? We're gonna do three. And I found there's an easy one, a medium one, and a hard one. Um, let's start with the hard one. Hard one. Their evil scheme shattered. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's the uh, the what is it? The trading guild? I don't know what they're called. Trade Federation. Yep, it's the Trade it, Federation. Okay. It's those. It's those. Um, can't remember the species. Um, the the species with the problematic. <laughs> okay, I didn't want to and give it away. The Nemoidians. Nemoidians. Yeah, it's just. Okay. I'm just gonna say Nemoidians standing in a ship or something. I don't know. Oof! So close, Mike. It's Nemoidians standing in a palace. <laughs> in the palace. Well, <laughs> on I'll, the it, back. Well, that was vague, so I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So the back, it says, In the Naboo Palace, Queen Amidala's decoy is used to trick the Trade Federation viceroys, viceroy, into thinking they have the upper hand. 
with her forces supposedly captured, the real queen reaches into her throne chair, grabs two wow, blasters, wow. and throws one to Captain Panaka. Wow. So this the scene where they capture the two Trade Federation stooges. Well, that was pretty close. I uh, I think I get that point. Uh, no, nah, I guess I don't. I guess I, I guess half I point probably. maybe. I don't want a half point. You just keep it. One for 15. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Do you want an easy one or a medium. hard one? Really a hard. Medium. All right. Really medium. Hard. Sorry. We don't have a really hard. The medium is space junk for sale. What is the caption? Space junk for sale depicting Let, Mike. Let's say it's um, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Anakin just standing outside. No, no, not Anakin. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and Padme standing outside of Watto's shop. So close, Mike. It is Qui-Gon, Padme, Anakin, and Jar Jar standing inside of Watto's shop. The Second back says... The Naboo escapees walk down the busy main street of Mos Espos, passing dangerous-looking citizens of all type, and they arrive at a little plaza surrounded by several junk spaceship dealers. One for 16. Let's keep this going. Yep. Come I'd love on. to see... Like, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Let us know if you're getting these right. We should, we should try to see uh, who else is playing at home. All right. This is the last one. This one should be pretty easy, Mike. Again, okay. this is your favorite movie of all time. The caption for this card is her true identity revealed. What is that depicting? Um, it's when Padme steps forward. Um, you know, when the, when her decoy, um, is sitting there and Padme steps forward to speak with boss Nass. I will give you that. I think that is the case here because she is not. She had to step forward to get into this kneeling position to speak yeah. with Boss Nass. So yep. yes, it is Padme that was my and Jar Jar talking to Boss Nass after revealing her true identity. Confronting the Gungan leader, Boss Nass, Padme steps forward and reveals that she, in fact, is Queen Amidala of Naboo. Two for seventeen. Great, cool. Are you ready, Mike, to talk about? Bad Batch Episode 6 Decommissioned, a.k.a. Toy Story 3. Oh, that's so funny. I'm glad we both made that connection. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Cool. Before we do that, we like to jump in and review text notes, which is the trivia gallery from last week, to see if there's any Easter eggs or anything that we missed. So... This is looking back at episode five's tech notes. We actually got most of the Easter eggs, but I found a couple that were kind of interesting. It might actually, this one might actually apply to this episode is, did you know that Sid has various artifacts on display behind the bar? Um, and you will see a collection of helmets, including a standard face clone trooper helmet, a clone pilot helmet, which is, you know, Fairly, fairly interesting. But the real interesting one is she has a Mandalorian helmet on oh, her shelf. So she's a little bit that. of a helmet collector, like Ezra Bridger, and she has one specifically that looks quite rare. Wow, like Ezra, interesting. Yeah. Comment. The other thing is we um, didn't specifically talk about this, but the actor that played Bib Fortuna 
in the last episode is voiced by Matthew Matthew Wood, who you may be familiar with. Um, he is the supervising sound editor for The Bad Batch and worked on the prequels as well. And he played Bib Fortuna in The Whoa. Phantom Menace. Um, and more recently, he played Fat Bib Fortuna in The Mandalorian. Yeah, I love I love a good fat. I don't think it's fat Bib Fortuna necessarily. I think it's more like I don't know, baller Bib Fortuna, <laughs> beasting Big Fortuna. He, yeah. he looks pretty. He looks pretty. Um, like that's the thing that's weird about it is like it feels like he's starting to slowly turn into Jabba the Hut. Yeah, like it looks unnatural. It doesn't look like he's just become gluttonous and like eaten too much because he's too powerful. It looks like yeah, he's been stung by a bunch of bees. Yeah, or he's slowly melting into a Jabba the Hut. Like he got the he got the. Yeah, he, he, he they he left the sick. costume out in the sun a little too long. I love it. It looks so good yep. to me. Yeah, but those are the only Easter eggs that we kind of missed. Let's jump into episode six. And Let yeah, I think it. we both touched on it. It has, a, I'd say, Toy Story 3 vibes or honestly, episode two vibes. Yeah, unfortunately, 100%. Yep. yep. Um, how did you feel about this episode, Mike? Um, I think I liked it better than the last couple. Um, That's interesting. Overall, uh, I don't know why. Um, I, I think I think I definitely liked it better than Rampage. It was a small step up, but maybe not a, but still not um, in love with it at this point. I'm I'm still watching, um, which is really vague. I don't know. How do you feel about it? <laughs> um, I th- actually, yeah, I'm interested to hear that. I, my opinion is I feel like this is the weakest episode of the run so far. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. I think it's definitely a Bridger, but I don't think I'd go as far to say that it's a bad Bridger episode. I think I'm still, you know, I'm keeping that in, in mind where, there's still things happening. There's I'm seeing some greater connections. Um, yeah. And I can see where the it's progressing the story. Um, it feels like it's part of a larger f- story, which is nice. And it doesn't still feel like droids in distress, certainly. Or even, yeah. not necessarily that these were bad, but the video game episodes of The Mandalorian where they were just yeah. like, Go on go. this planet and do this thing, which yeah, is yeah. literally the plot of this episode too. But for some reason, yeah. I don't know. It felt a little different to me. Yeah, and we—it's funny we talked about in the last episode, um, the last podcast. We didn't think that Sid would necessarily be a recurring character, so we were okay <laughs> with this kind of one-off. And it seems like she's taking that role um, in the Mandalorian of the. Um, I don't know. Who's Carl Weathers in that show? I forget his name. Oh, um, Grief Karga. Yeah, yeah. Kind of that that role to some degree. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it, yeah, I am I feel ambivalent to some degree about the episode. Um, yeah. We got some things right that uh, Omega is a bow, a bow user now. She's a bow caster. Yeah, I think that'll be sick. Um, I think that was fun. I mean, there's a little bit of sloppiness to it where it's just, you know, yeah. all of a sudden it's like she's having so much trouble with the bow and then all of a sudden it's like she's fine. 
Um, because she's tuning out distractions. That's the secret. Yeah, that's the secret. She's she's a big fan of the secret. She's joined Oprah's book club. Love it. Um, we got I, two. We met two characters again. We've seen yeah. them before. Yeah. So that's Affa one thing that and, I uh, wanted to make sure we chatted about because that's the greater connection I was referring to. Do you remember these two characters, Mike? I do from the uh, newer Clone War seasons. Uh, the newest Clone War seasons, the Afa and Trace uh, team up with Ahsoka. Um, I think yep. chronologically, obviously before this, so in the timeline of Star Wars, they would have probably seen us. Or maybe it's about this time, actually. Hard to tell. Yeah, it is hard to tell. Um, as you know, I actually don't really remember these characters. Um I, I did some research on them because so they showed up at the in the later arc of Clone Wars. Yep. Okay. Because okay. as you know, I watched the beginning to see the Bad Batch stuff, and then I skipped to the end to see the stuff the that stuff. like actually yeah. mattered, and I missed anything in the middle of that season. So that is why they were not familiar to me. But for people who are not familiar in my research, yes, Rafa and Trace Martez. Um, the sisters appeared in a seven-season arc of the Clone Wars called Gone with a Trace. Um, so they hook up with Ahsoka after she leaves the Jedi Order, and Ahsoka finds herself in the lower depths of Coruscant called Level 1313. Yeah, and bumps into Afa and Trace, and I think the the headline is that by the end Afa is kind of the softer character and Trace is kind of the big sister badass who's trying to mm -hmm. kind of be protective. By the end of that arc, um, Trace turns a little bit soft. Not soft, but she softens up to the the rebellion and to, mm -hmm. you know, because they're like, you know, we're on our own. Like, we're, we're not, we don't care about this war. Like, uh, and Ahsoka kind of illuminates that you don't have a choice. You you pick a side no matter what in some ways. Interesting. So, uh, Trace, I think that kind of ties into Trace's comment at the end of, you know, we we all have to pick a side pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I yeah. don't, yeah, I, I don't love Trace's character of like the super complainy. It's, she's crosshair to some degree. And I, I don't like, <laughs> I didn't like crosshair character either of like the, the real, you know, stick in the mud character who's just complains about everything. She complained about so many things. Uh, uh, I, I, yeah. I like Afa's character a lot better uh, yeah. because it just kind of buy it more because she's, I don't know. Yeah. Not so much yeah. of an archetype. Interesting. Yeah. And I, I mean, maybe you can illuminate a little bit, but I read there was some sort of drama with the Jedi that they got in trouble um, with the Jedi or the Jedi did something I think what I read was that there was a battle and the Jedi um, were careless with the wreckage of that battle and it ended mm -hmm. up like destroying their town. Um, and so they have a grudge against the Jedi and that's one of the reasons they kind of hooked up with Ahsoka because she kind of had her own problems with the Jedi Order as well. Um, so I think yeah. that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I curious to see how much more they're in this. Um, I keep saying Afa and it's Rafa. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I'm curious to see if they'll still be a part of it. I mean, we won't get to the end yet, but some other things, yeah. kind of interesting things popped up. We both referenced Toy Story, and I think it's because mm-hmm. of the you know the moment where Omega is sliding down the you know junk pile into the furnace, and it's a, a you know peril fatigue kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Yep that that felt. And I was just like, I was a little confused about the mechanics of that whole thing. Um, like, I feel like it's like, no, no, she can't <laughs> drop into that pit. And then she like dropped in the drops pit in, and it was totally fine. Oh, the, like, oh yeah, wait. the pit is fine. And apparently oh, no, there's another hot. pit in the pit. <laughs> I know. There was a pit in the pit. Well, she dropped so many levels. And I was like, this is yeah. like the worst garbage. Like, it's like <laughs> these, yeah. All of these shoots and these conveyor belts seem really complicated. And it's yeah. like someone was playing that board game Mousetrap and was like, oh, instead of making this a, a <laughs> mousetrap, let's turn it into a garbage depot. Yeah. The one thing that I do like is the, um, I mean, the background of this whole kind of heist is kind of interesting. I mean, yeah, it is. The idea that. At least for now, until the stormtroopers come, the Empire is still made up of clone troops. And we all know the Emperor ha- is kind of pulling the strings of the clones and the Separatists. So he knows how dangerous having those tactical droids are. So he's essentially ordered all of them to be melted and all the troops melted because he doesn't want anyone messing with his new M- Imperial army, right? Yeah. And so these tactical droids would be really valuable to people who want to fight the empire. I thought that was a really cool kind of, um, MacGuffin. Yeah. Um, and it makes some sense. I don't really understand like the, that spike. Like, so did they download all, did they download yeah. all the data, the data from spike. the, is that okay? I yeah. mean, it seemed important, but I feel like it wasn't completely spelled out. So that's what I assumed. Okay. Yeah. It's like, he had a USB port and or you know, stick <laughs> and plugged it in and got, I guess, the critical code to control other battle droids, apparently. Yeah. Um, Just yeah, interesting. interesting. And then, uh, to me, the most interesting thing happening in the background that we've we've been noting in the last three, mm-hmm. three four episodes is Wrecker constantly struggling. You know, we, see, we can see him battling with... Apparently, he still has that chip. And he still has Crosshair's voice in his head saying, you know, good soldiers yeah. don't follow orders. Um, yep. Yeah, th- I think they're laying the seeds well for whatever is to come. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And I think from, from a story perspective, I think that's maybe why I'm feeling still like these aren't bad Bridger episodes. Because my... Always the thing that kind of burns me about the Bridger episodes in in both Clone Wars and in um you were just doing something we're on video and you're just doing something so distracting. You're just like looking to yourself. <laughs> no, I and looking at is, stuff. This is too but much that, information, but you know that I have uh, eyes. So sometimes I close my left eye to see really sharply with my right because uh, now, now my now my right eye works really well. So I, have to, I have to tell my Perfect. brain use this one more. On your on when I'm looking at you on video, it just looks like you're winging yourself. You're like, yeah, I look good, wink. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah, yeah, that looks oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what else was I saying? Um, you're talking about rebels and Clone Wars and the Bridger episode. Oh, the Bridger episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the issue is that they felt like it didn't have anything to do with the greater story. I am 
a fan of yeah. you know like the the standalone episodes I, I love a lot of series that have standalone episodes we've talked about my love for star trek and 90 yeah. percent of it are these like random standum standalone like monster of the week episodes but i love longer slow burn um stories mm. i love you know the lost thought yeah. of things i love you know they're going to set something up in the beginning of the season that's not going to pay off until the end of the season or maybe even two seasons down the road. I think that's really fascinating. It's kind of a mystery. It's like the Harry Potter style of storytelling to me. Um, yeah. And that's what this feels like is, yeah. you know, this wasn't a droids in distress where they're just like, all right, time out from everything else that's happening. We're just going to like go do this wonky adventure. Um, it was a wonky adventure, but, you know, this good soldiers follow orders. That's a callback to the first episode with what was happening with Crosshair and when, what was it, the third episode or something like that, when Wrecker first started getting headaches. And that's mm. just, I'm waiting. We know the payoff's coming. Like, what's that payoff going to look like? When is it going to happen? And I think that's building some really good suspense, uh, some suspense intention yeah. in this story, which I like a lot. Yeah, I think it's cool. I I think without those, those ties, uh, I'm not sure it would be working. But... Mm -hmm. I think the one thing that kept me is keeping me going is was the ending of this episode. And I think those little cliff I guess we were jumping there. And I guess those little yeah. cliffhangers work well for me, but Star Wars does it so much. They do <laughs> the thing of like we found them. And then like you, you know what I mean, like or like I have information from you for you. Yeah. And it's like, "Oh, we don't know who it is." We do know the only hint we get is uh Trey says to the, her droid uh, to contact him. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, it, uh, I missed that. Okay, cool. There was some gendering. So, because automatically it was like, oh, Ahsoka. But then I yep. went back and rewatched and it seems like that could be a clue that the him, not her. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm ready to get to that. I mean, the only other stuff. Um, yeah, I don't have much for this episode. So. Do you have any theories for who that is? No. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. like, I I don't know who would have a, a vested interest in a group of like a ragtag clone. It's like, who would need a small force like that? And I was like, okay, mm. who are the Jedi who are off on their own? Like, would Obi-Wan employ that force to help him do something? Or mm, yeah. is it someone more like Bail Organa who is trying to help the rebellion? Or, you know, could that be Captain Rex? Who's mm -hmm. but it looked like someone who was I looked kind of closely, they looked like they were wearing some kind of robe. So I'm thinking either yeah. Jedi or politician, basically. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I mean, we talked about the ties between the Martez sisters and Ahsoka. Um, we also saw, so this is, this has not been confirmed. There is some speculation because the droid they're talking to, they say they call that droid R7. Also just side note, the ship that they're on, um, this was ship was seen in Clone Wars. Do you know what the Martez sister ship is called? Mm -mm. It's called the Silver Angel. <laughs> <laughs> you and isn't, that, isn't that just so so sweet the silver angel <laughs> i don't know they're girls let's make it called the silver angel <laughs> yeah boy boy ships are called the avenger 
Yeah, the Havoc Marauder. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I would, ra- I would rather the Bad Batch's ship be called the Silver Angel. <laughs> I would love that. That'd be really funny. Um, but so the actual thing I was talking about is that they call this droid R7, which Ahsoka's droid was called R7A7. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks pretty similar. It has a green dome and a purple red body which mm. is what this astromech droid looks like. But the thing that is weird is that R7 was destroyed after the Clone Wars series finale um, when Captain Rex and Ahsoka crashed their battleship. So it's possible that Ahsoka rebuilt the droid and gave that droid to the Martez sisters at some point, but it is not confirmed. So there are we know there are Ahsoka ties, we know they want to fight the Empire, and they are part of a greater group that wants to fight the Empire. That doesn't mean they're part of the Rebellion, because I don't think the Rebellion exists yet, but yeah. we have seen Saw Gerrera so far. So yeah. I think your question, who would be interested in rogue clones? I think Bail Bel- Organa is a good guess, because as we know, he's starting to put together the yeah. Rebellion uh, with Ahsoka. And they're kind of working hand in hand. Um, I like the idea of, of an escaped Jedi. Um, but the thing I was saying about the Martez sisters kind of not trusting Jedi would be an yeah. interesting complication to that. And then the only, yeah, Rex is the other one I thought is, you know, Rex and Ahsoka escaped together with that droid and, or at least the parts of that droid. Um, and Rex would certainly be interested in some other um clones that have the same kind of disabled chip that he has so i think it's it's definitely setting up that greater world and i think that's something that we said we were interested in looking at is how does this tie into the building of the rebellion are they going to have to figure out their place in an organized fight against their former brothers um that could be a really interesting payoff, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw one more. Yeah, I like that. I, I'm going to throw one more just because I feel like you have to do one way out of left way out of left field just in case it becomes true. Mm-hmm. Could also be Galen Urso. Um, mm. That's kind of a, that's a wild card one. He's out interesting. there. He's trying to, he's trying to get some stuff done. He's, um, you know, act actively trying to fight the empire and he's out mm. there would be very interested to see if yeah so that's that's a wild card guess yep i like that um the only other notes i had was i thought these police droids were kind of kind of fun like kind of a cool idea yeah. they remind me of like those ninja droids that are in battlefront yeah uh, yeah those are kind of cool yeah exactly that's what they remind me of yeah um i, was I do to, like, like that they just get like a million just I like how it's like, oh, got to watch out for these police droids. And then all of a sudden it's just like, never mind. Yeah. Cap them all. F the police. I do love the droid. I do love seeing battle droids again. Orders yeah. are orders. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I always like that. I, I thought that was funny. I think I always think they're a little, they're funny. Um, yep. There were some other jokes that didn't land very well. The echo joke. Oh, is there an, I hate that. Is there an echo in here? Like he like he doesn't know 
he doesn't know what that means. Oh, I'm an echo. Yeah. I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, I, oh, God, that made me roll my eyes big time. Yeah. Um, the only, we didn't talk about this, I mean, but it is of note that we are visiting Corellia. Um, Han Solo yeah. is his home planet um, and also the home planet of Kira. Um, yeah. So it's kind of fun to see that. I think it the way that it translated to animated looked cool to me. Um, and yeah. I just like the idea of a sad factory planet. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it reminds me of Final Fantasy VII a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. I think everything. Totally. Does. Yeah. It does look like that for sure. Um, yeah. Interesting. Um, shoot. Well, should we wrap this sucker up? Yeah. I didn't really. I mean, I, I talked about, you know, the silver angel. Maybe that's, that's a Easter egg, but I didn't see any other real Easter eggs. So it'll be interesting to see text notes next week. If there was anything hidden that was kind of missed. I'm sure there are some droids in that factory that are Easter eggs. Like that was the droid that blah, blah, blah. Uh, You know what I mean? I kept, I kept (laughs) kind of looking, but there was so much kind of clutter in that factory. There has to be something of note in there. Um, but, uh, yeah. So how we like to end every episode is on a rating scale of our current most favorite sidekick to current least favorite sidekick in star Wars. Peter, do you want to give your scale? Sure. Um, I think my least favorite sidekick, which is not no no hate toward this character because I do have a special place in my heart for them, but Jar Jar Binks to Ahsoka Tano, which I, I just realized that I think maybe in the first episode I said Baby Yoda was the best sidekick. So mm. I'm going to go with Ahsoka right now. and Maybe Baby Yoda is just one percentage point below Ahsoka to me. No, oh, wow. Um, but... Between those two, I give this episode, and this is a stretch, E-3PO, which E-3PO is the silver version yeah, of C-3PO. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's like, how rude. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe like E-3PO is a sidekick to like the rude R2-D2. I don't know. I'm guessing. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's like, it. that's how this episode kind of felt to me was just like, I don't care about E3PO. Like, it's a reference that I'm just like, yeah, maybe we'll just, like, reference this episode. But, like, I, yeah. it didn't really move the needle for me. I'd give it, like, a... I'll give it, like, a C- minus because it's still not bad to me. But, yeah, I, just, I, I walked away just being nonplussed. Nonplussed. I think that's a word that yeah. fancy people say. I, I'm pretty much right there. So my favorite sidekick is K2SO and least favorite mm-hmm. is... Jar Jar. And I give this episode a Ponda Baba, who's a sidekick of a sidekick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Nice. <laughs> so it's a, and this episode feels like that. It's a Bridger episode inside what is starting to potentially feel like a Bridger series. <laughs> um, I'm hoping it, I'm hoping it winds its way out of there, but we're six episodes in. I don't know how many episodes we're getting, but if we're only getting 10, they're going to really need to step up the next three. Like we let's kick this into high gear because yeah. we've had we've had some since episode two. We've been a little slow. And episode one was long, mind you. It was an hour and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was good. Sounds about right. So two through six have been a little bit of sleepers. Well, I, I think I've enjoyed it generally more than you, but I if I had to guess, I think they are gonna pay off this this mystery character quite quickly. And that will open up 
a ton of doors that could be very interesting for our BB crew. Yeah, let's do it. Let's open these doors because right now they're, it's feeling like the Winchester Mystery House. Yep. So right. cool. I need to take some ibuprofen. So Hell how yeah. you can find us on the internet is you can search Rebels Rebels Pod on Twitter or Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are we are not super active on Twitter uh, for various reasons. So check out our Instagram and let us know your thoughts. You can also email us at Rebels Rebels Pod at gmail dot com. Send us a Star Wars haiku. Uh, yeah. We love getting those. And send us a yeah. bad batch haiku, and we will read Ooh. your bad batch haiku at the top of this next episode. Yeah, definitely. And also let us know Come how out. you're doing on the game. Let us know how, how much you're beating Mike on the guessing scenes yeah. from cards game. I'm two for 17. So, <laughs> so test it and be and judge yourself harshly because I'm getting judged harshly over here. Yes. Um, and remember, until next time. Be brave and don't look back. Don't look back. Bye. Anakin doesn't look back, by the way. He's a bad boy. <laughs>